0: The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is a prayer that you listen. Your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. At door. It was the small things, big difference. You see, many times we look at life, and we, like the choir's administration um, um, goes, we desire the great things. We want God to do the unimaginable things. We want to achieve huge goals. We, we set our hearts on things that are lofty. And there's actually nothing wrong with that. But you see, the... the Disconnect for a lot of us is that we don't see how the big things are actually triggered and made possible by the small things. We look at people's lives and we are like, how did you achieve this? Wanting that they would tell us Thing they did for the breakthrough to happen. And in my experience, when I ask people like that, they actually tell me the little things they did that made a big difference. And they say, Oh, I, this was what I did. I was like, Okay, I can do that. Okay, anybody can do that. Actually, it's not a big deal. But you see, the challenge, like I said, is that bridge, the disconnect, we don't see how the little things actually create the big things. We look at life as people's lives, and we are looking looking for that big thing that we can learn, that we can do, that we can execute, that we can implement to achieve the big thing that we desire. Not knowing that it's often the small things that no one sees that result in the big thing that everybody wants. Spiritually, how are you able to have a consistent walk with God? How? Oh, so people want to hear some big gymnastic things. And I, and I say to them, Read your Bible Pray every day Pray every day Pray every day Read your Bible Pray every day If you want to grow If you want to grow If you want to grow Read your Bible Pray every
1: day If you want to and many times
0: people are disappointed because reading read my Bible, I pray. How does that help me? How does that make me strong spiritually? Not knowing that it is in reading, actually reading the Bible and praying that is the key to spiritual vitality. It's the same for, for physical um, of fitness. Someone asked his friend, that was physically fit. And he says, oh, how come you're physically fit? He says, ah, it's simple. I just, I exercise like three, four times a day, a week, you know, and he says, oh, that must be some two hours of, and he says, no, 15, 20 minutes. So, what about your diet? Low carbs, high protein. And the guy went away and said, how can that, just low carbs, high protein? 15 minutes, three times a week. Anybody can do that, that's the point. Anybody can do that. But not everybody does. Why? Because we are looking for that gym instructor that will take us on one session and all the facts that you have been gathering for 30-something years, we just... we just disappear. It's the same thing in marriage. It's the same thing. Oh, how... Come, how can I have a, a healthy marriage? How can I have a healthy relationship with my spouse? And, you know, <laughs> I say, it's, it's in the small things. Just take your wife out, maybe not maybe twice a month. If you can do every week, it's fine. Just take her out. Say that's just like that. Yeah. And tell her nice things. Oh, that's so simple. Anybody can do that. That's the point, but do you do it. (laughs) That's the point. That's the point. It is the little things that no one sees that makes the big difference that everybody wants. It's the little things. You know, as many of you know, I, I started playing golf thanks to someone that introduced me to the game. And golf is kind of the most challenging game ever, you know And one of the, the, the greatest challenge of amateur golfers like us is that it's, it's the slice. We, we slice the ball. the amateur golfers slice the ball a lot. So I have some professionals that are my friends, so I say to them, to the particular one of them, "How do I cure my slice?" And he said to me, um, we've watched you swing. Everything seemed to be in place, but just one thing you need to do. When you wake up in the morning, just do this and do this. And I looked at the guy, just this and this. <laughs> Come on, how does that help anybody? But I remembered that it is the little things that bring the big So I woke up. My wife says that we are at. She was saying in church. I was doing like this. I was doing like this. Why? You don't know what I was doing. I was doing the little things that no one says to bring the big difference that no one, that everybody wants. And I'm happy to announce to you that 90% of my shirt is slice free. Okay, praise God. But if you say just do this and do this, how does that kill a slice? can go on and on and on and on we look for the big breaks but God is saying it is the small things we look for the big breaks, Zechariah chapter 4 Zechariah chapter 4, I mean an amazing scripture verses 6 to 10, Zechariah 4 6 to 10, it says this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Nothing, not even a mighty mountain, will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will be a level plain before him. Not even a mighty mountain will stand in your way. And when Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, may God bless it. May God bless it. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple and he will complete it. You are the one that laid the foundations of the things and the projects in your life and you will complete them. You will not lay the foundation and another will complete. Everyone that is looking at you and waiting to complete your foundation will be disappointed. They they will be totally frustrated. In the name of Jesus. Verse 10. Do not despise. These small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Many of us rejoice to see the work end. Not that God doesn't rejoice to see the work end, but we don't rejoice at beginnings because beginnings are small in many times, in many cases. So they are foundational issues. You are digging, you are plowing, it's as if nothing is happening, God is saying I rejoice when you do the small things that will make the big difference in your life God is saying, I actually rejoice when you take the time to open your Bible and read, even if it's just one chapter or two chapters and pray, even if it's just five minutes if you can do five hours, praise God God says, I rejoice. So if there's something that you must get, is this. I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. I'm just going to say it throughout this teaching. It is the small things that no one sees that result in the big things that everyone wants. David. It was the small things that no one sees. When he was at the backside of the desert, as it is called, tending sheep, he could fight the lion. Nobody saw it. He could fight the bear. Nobody saw it. I'm sure he fought lizards. He stoned lizards. Practice session. Nobody saw it. But everybody wants to kill Goliath. But nobody wants to be faithful in the the keeping of the sheep. Not knowing this preparation. Look at Ruth. She was committed to Naomi. She would go gleaning. Gleaning is such a humiliating thing. if I mean, the scheme of things. Because it is left for the poorest of the poor. She Consistently, she's there gleaning after them. Gleaning. There's no shame in it. There's no shame in it. She's gleaning. At least me and mama can eat. There's no shame in it. Boaz showed up. But there are many roots that don't want to glean. And they are praying and fasting for Boaz to show up. There are many roots. They don't want to take that place of humility. But they are attending fire conferences. Everything standing between you and your Boaz. Fire! Pray! I mean, that's what people want to hear. But it is the small things that no one sees that makes the big difference, the big breaks that everybody wants. Daniel. He was in a falling land, but Daniel prayed three times a day. I mean, he was so busy, he was an executive, but he would take time off work he would go, open his window to Jerusalem, kneel down before the maker of the heaven at the end, pray three times a day consistently. Everybody wants to become prime minister. Everybody wants to be able to stop the mouth of lions. But you see, it's not in the stopping in the mouth of lions. That wasn't the power of Daniel. The power of Daniel was in the little things. Everyone say little things. Daniel could go down on his knees. You know, and, and the challenge with us is, is that when something is little, we despise it. We easily despise something that is little. That's why God says, don't despise it. Don't despise it. When we even see a challenge, quote-unquote, that we consider little, we despise the challenge. If we see a threat or an opposition that we consider little, many times we despise the opposition, let me tell you another golf story, you know. Uh, I was playing on Thursday, yeah, on Thursday. So, and there was this about 11, 13-year-old boy in a flight. He plays very well. 11, if, if he strikes the ball, I'm like, whoa, I wish I was playing like that at 11. I mean, he was a good player. Now, we got to one of the holes, I don't know um, which hole it is. It was a short part three, like 105 meters. And the boy said, Oh, this is a short part three. And, I mean, Mike, Mike and I were played. He was on the team also. So we looked at ourselves and we laughed because we knew what was going to happen. So the boy got up. This guy has been hitting long distances. He despised the path three. His first shot did not even get anywhere. His second shot was into the bunker. He struggled to get, I mean, what he would have done easily. So at the end, we're telling him that I hope you learned your lesson in humility. (laughs) Because he came this one. The same thing, Goliath looked at David and said, This one, you people cannot even find me somebody that has eaten, that has belefu. You are finding me this little boy. Come on, give me some respect. However, he did not know that it was David. I was going to bring him down. Don't underestimate any opponent. Don't ever underestimate And Once you, it is in front of you, you have to give it all it takes. I mean, once it's in front of you, except it's not in front of you. Once it enters the ring, you have to knock it down. If it is small, let it fall down first. Don't go feeling, oh, that exam, I'm going to pass it. Is it not uh, quadratic equations? Praise the name of the Lord. In Matthew 25, Jesus was teaching a very powerful principle. In Matthew 25, from verse 21, he says, the master was full of praise for this servant. And he said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Can you see that? You have been faithful in, can I take it back, thank you, in this small amount. Many of us, we are waiting for the big thing to be faithful. We are waiting, we are waiting. God, if you do this breakthrough, you will know that you have a son. You will know that your daughter is alive. Just give me this breakthrough. And God is saying. See what you've got. See what you've got. President the name of the Lord. What are you going to do? Wait for the big thing. Or. Be faithful in the little things. You know, it's just, many times we don't know that everything is a test. Everything is a test. God is so involved in our lives, it's unbelievable. Everything is a test. We look at something and we are like, oh, I don't need to do this. It's so small. But that is a test. And God is going to check it. And that's what's going to determine whether they will commit greater things to you. Praise the name of the Lord. So what's that little thing that you are despising? What's that little thing? Can you bring up the scripture again, please? You have been faithful in this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. I will give you many more responsibilities. See, So the challenge with us is, is, is not that we don't do the small things at all. The problem is, we don't do these little things for long enough. It's not that we don't do, we don't do the little things at all sometimes. <clears throat> it's because we don't do the little things for long enough. So, they said to you, the average CEO in America, you can take it off, reads about 60 books in one year. You know, you see them achieving the things they are achieving. And you're like, how are they able to do it? And you discover that the average CEO in the US, the average Read sixty books a year. Sixty books. Then you 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 ginger your your <laughs> your, your book reading swagger. You you dust the book, say okay if I can read 60, I can read one one a month and do twelve. Let me start with that. Then you start, you attack chapter one. You attack chapter two. Boop boop boo, boop boo, boo, boop. By the time you get to chapter 3, you, book, you put the bookmark there. <laughs> you put the bookmark there. And we stop the reading. Then we fall back into our usual routine, our comfort zone. But you see, the miracle happens outside of your comfort zone. That's where the miracle happens. Miracles do not happen in your comfort zone. Miracles happen outside. Oh, they said, oh, you, you, something we're working out. You know, you are fired up. You start going to the gym. Week one, you're taking selfies. You're sending it on social media. Week two, you're posting number of steps you have made. How many calories that has gone down? Week five, we don't see anything again. Ah, and we are refreshing your status, your profile. We don't do the little things for long enough. That's why we don't get the results that we require. So the question for you and I is this. You need to struggle, wrestle with it. I mean, I wrestle with this all the time, consistently. What is that little thing? Little, quote-unquote, that I need to do consistently that will bring about the big change that I want to see in my life. Why? Because it is the small things that, come on, nobody sees that brings about the big things that Everybody wants let's say it again. One to go, it is the small things that nobody sees that brings about the I'm checking if you are looking at if it's on the screen somewhere because everybody seems to be getting it right. Okay, one more time, one to go, it is the the small things that nobody sees that brings about the big things that everybody wants. So, if you can, when you get that one thing, if you can locate it, it triggers your next level. It triggers your next level. David says, one thing have I desired. One thing. One thing. One thing that I would dwell in your presence all the days of my life. Paul says, one thing I do. Not five things. One thing I do. I forget the things that are behind. I focus on what is before me. That was his one thought, one thing. Jesus said to Mary, to Martha, when she was complaining about Mary, he says, Martha, you worry about many things. He says, Mary has chosen one thing, and no one can take it away from her. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus to the young rich, rich young ruler, he said to him. You have done all this, but you lack one thing. You need just one thing, just that one thing. That will make the big difference. So small things make the big differences the big difference in our lives. It is the little things, the small things that no one says that makes the huge difference, the big thing that everybody wants. Praise the name of the Lord. (laughs) Many times, I've had pastors, some that are my friends, some that I, I did not know, will come up to me and they would say, Oh, what are you doing? What, you know, and I kind of sense that they, they think there's something super special about me. And I'm like, there's nothing, no, this is what you do. And when I lay it out, some of them can't hide their disgust. Is that all you're doing? Read your Bible, pray every day. can cannot be all you're doing. I said, well, that's the foundation. If you don't have it, every other thing, you're wasting your time. President of the Lord. <laughs> so it is the little things, and this series we are going to be looking at those little things that, those small things that make the big difference. Those, the small things we need to do that makes the big difference that everybody wants thoughts words action so thoughts your thoughts determines your attitude true your thoughts determine your attitude your attitude determines your words so your thoughts determines your word. Your words determine your what actions. your actions determine your habits. and your habits determine your destiny. So many times we are focused on the big D. I want to fulfill my destiny. I want my destiny to be great, and your destiny will be great. And in, in God's favorite house, our vision. It's to be filled with the life of Christ Jesus and released into our destinies, taking the world for him. So it's big for us. But you see, it is the small things that make the big difference. It is the small things that make the big difference. So today, we are going to be zooming in further on thoughts. Next week, we are going to be looking at words. Because your thoughts determine your words' attitude, their words. And the third week, the final week, we are going to be looking at actions. which is tightly connected to habits because when you repeat the action over a period of time, it becomes a habit. So we're looking at thoughts, words, and actions. People have done things they, 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 they attempted themselves they could never believe believed they would have been able to do. I was counseling with a young man and he was saying to me, oh, I don't know why I'm like this or why I did this. I'm not a wife-beater. He actually beat up his wife, and he, was, he came to report himself he was really broken and all that. You know? And, and all that. <laughs> you know? I, of course, I, I took him through this path. I said to him, that, you know what? You must have been saying before now, I'll slap you. I'll slap you. He said, eh. but I was just joking. I said, I'm sure it was not six months ago you said, said no, no, it's about about two, two and a half years ago that this woman will provoke him. He says, Pastor, you don't understand. I said, I'm married to a woman. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but because I know there are certain things I never say. Never. I won't say them. I may, I may feel it, but I will fight it here. Guess what? This is where I win. This is where it happens. Praise the name of the Lord. I will fight it here and kill it here. But you see, for him, I said to him, you you, you continue to say, I will slap you. He said, yes, because she will upset me. And I said, I will slap you. I will daze you now. It has graduated from slap to daze. Then I will beat you up one day. I'll beat you up. I'll beat you up. He he didn't believe that he would do it. But because he said it long enough, he programmed his body and he did it. So I said to him, why you need to repent for this and apologize for this. You need to correct this. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, you need to repent for this. And apologize for this. But you need to correct this. It is in the thoughts. It is in your thoughts. And those, and that's the first small thing. Quote unquote. That determines our destinies. It is a, it is, it is a small thing that determines our destinies. It is the thought, the misconception that we have, a lot of people have, is this. The misconception is that I, I, I can continue to think crappy thoughts and, and have a great life. Many people think they can be great regardless of the thoughts that fill their minds. It's not going to happen. We allow crazy thoughts, lustful thoughts, mean thoughts to fill our minds consistently. And we think we are going to achieve our destinies because we are praying and fasting. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Prayer and fasting is important and we are all for it. But Proverbs 23:7 says to us, Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, as a man thinks, so is he. As a man thinks, so is he. So like like someone said, like, I mean, the. a comp- Popular quote, but it's very applicable here. And it's, it, the person says, "You are not what you think you are, what you think you are, because as a man thinks, so is, so he is. So you are not what you think you are, what you think you are. Huge." Huge statement. Because as a man, thank you, thinks in his heart, so is he. So the little thing, if you want your marriage to change, you have to change how you see your marriage. You have to change how you see your your wife. You have to change how you see your husband. If you want it to change, it's going to start with your thoughts. And if the enemy wants to rock your marriage, guess where it's going to start from? It's going to be in your thoughts. This woman doesn't like you. This woman can stab you at night. So there are men that sleep under the bed. Because they've allowed (laughs) the negative thoughts. And you know, It's just how it is. It is the small things that no one sees that determine the big things that everybody wants. It is the small things that no one sees. So your life will move in the direction of your dominant thoughts, your most dominant thoughts. I mean, take that to the bank. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. If you think you can't, you won't. If you think you can, you will. If you dwell with problems and think about all these problems, it will overwhelm you. But if you look up to God and look up and believe that you will see opportunities, you will. Your life will always move in the direction of your dominant thought. If you think you are a victim, you will become one. If you think, oh, I, yeah, oh, poor me. Oh, if only I had what my cousin had, you become one. But if you believe that you overcome, guess what? You will overcome. Hallelujah. The battle is in the mind. The battle is fought or won in the mind. It's fought and won. It's lost or won in the mind. If the enemy fails on your thoughts level, the enemy would have failed with your life. If the enemy fails on your mind, the enemy will have failed concerning your destiny. Praise the name of the Lord. There's a story someone forwarded to me during the week. um, I mean, it's it's very um, apt. And a man had um, had coffee in his hands, and somebody ran into him, and obviously the, the coffee spilled. And so the question is this. Why did coffee spill? Any takers? Obviously, most, I mean, which is the obvious thing. Number one reason is somebody ran into him, right? So, somebody ran into him. That was why coffee spilled. But, (laughs) the real answer, which is what's based on the lesson to be learned, is not that someone running into him didn't spill the coffee, but the fact that coffee spilled was because it was coffee that was in the cup. If you had tea in the cup, what would we spill? Tea would spill. If you have water in the cup, what would we spill? Water would spill. If you have nothing in the cup, what would we spill? Nothing would spill. So when pressure comes on you, what spills? Is what you already have in you. That's what spills. Many of us would say, Oh, she pushed me to the wall. He pushed me to the wall. Yeah. God allowed it. You don't know God allowed it. God allowed it to show you what is inside you. Many of us, we are carrying bitter coffee. We think you are carrying uh, water. It spills. And when it spills, we get angry at the person that, that trips us. Well, I'm not saying they should trip us. I'm just saying the person has given you an opportunity to see what is in your heart. To see what is in your mind. He pushed me to the wall. And someone says, I, I think it was, uh, it was years ago, I like, said to God, uh, you know, even if you push a goat, and you push a goat to the wall, the goat will bite. And God was saying that bite was already in the goat. The goat just did not know. <laughs> the goat just did not know that bite was inside. And, and the illustration is, if you squeeze a snail, can you ever get blood? No, because there's no blood in the this, in snail. This there's no blood in the snail. You know? Just like, I mean, someone said, if you push a Nigerian to the wall, he will jump over the wall. <laughs> and other countries, if you push them to the wall, they will revolt, there will be a revolution. But Nigerians, if you push them to the wall, they will jump the wall. <laughs> They will jump the world to Canada. They will jump the world to to Australia, to to South Africa, you know. (laughs) But they won't stay and fix it. I'm not talking to anybody. (laughs) The bottom line is this. The bottom line is this. Negative thoughts cannot produce a positive life. It can't negative thoughts cannot lead to a positive life. So, you need to think about what you think about. You need to think about what you think about. What do I think about? You need to think about what you think about. It's, it's called um we, we thought audit. You need to conduct a thought audit. And we can do a very quick one here, right now. On a scale of 1 to 10, worried is 0, peaceful is 11, or worried is 1, peaceful is 10. Where will you put yourself? Before you write, don't write yet. Question is this, do you worry about children, your children? about money, do you worry about your health, do you worry about your job, do you worry about politics, do you worry about Nigeria, whether PDP will win or APC will win, were you worried about a kitty, <laughs> you know, where would you, or are you secure in God's promise, are you secure in God's promise? You you do what you can, but you trust God. You are full of peace. Where would you put yourself? Three, seven, five, nine, ten. Write the number down. On the negativity and positivity scale, where will you put yourself? One being negative, ten being positive. Am I critical of people? Am I suspicious of even my spouse? I'm suspicious. Do I find fault? Am I discontent with my children? On the scale of one to ten? Or am I positive? Do I see the best in people? Do I believe life is good regardless of what the exchange rate is? Am I optimistic about the future? Then on the carnality scale, how worldly are my views or how eternal are my views? Is my mind consumed with life? Material possession? What I have that I can use to oppress people? What I wear that heads must turn? Some people are depressed when they walk by. I know head turns. Do you know that? They're depressed when they go on Facebook and nobody has liked their posts. If you're in that, you're on this side. (laughs) How many retweets do do I have? You're worried about who likes you. Who doesn't like you? You're on this side. But if you're secure in God, your mind is in the eternal things. Giving, you love to give. You like to see people come to Jesus. You make effort to, to draw people to God. You focus on things that are eternal. You reach people. You make a difference in people's lives, Then you are turning towards here. So where are you? If your score is two, four, three, 3 you need to buy this message and put it on auto-replay. Really honestly. In fact, let, let, let me just say this. I mean, bottom line. If you did not score nine or ten in the three, you need God to help you. You actually need help. Say Pastor, is that possible? Yes. Yes. It is. <laughs> And that is the life God wants you to live. God wants you to be peaceful. God wants you to be positive. God wants you to have an eternal worldview. That's the life God wants you to live. If you choose your own path and you are worried, you are negative, you are worldly, then you can't complain about what you are getting. But if you want to change the big things, you have to start... By changing the small things. Romans 12. Romans 12. Verse 2. It says, Do not copy the behavior and the custom of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by giving you, by changing the way you think. By changing the way you think, then you will learn how God's will for you, which is good and pleasing, and perfect. You say, so, pastor, how how do I change the way I think? How do I control my thoughts? Two things, and we are done. How do I control my thoughts? How do I change the way I think? How do I change the way I think? Number one, for you to change the way you think, you think you have to capture destructive don't just allow it to grow and to fester. Capture it. Second Corinthians 10 3 to 5. The NIV. Second Corinthians 10 3 to 5. It says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And demolish argument, every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought. I will say captive. We arrest every thought that is negative, and we make it obedient to Christ. There's a, there used to be an app for teenagers. I don't know if the app still exists, and it's, it's called Truth or Trash. I tried looking for it. I didn't find it. You know, but I've I've heard about it for a while. Truth or trash? So it, it's supposed to help people. It's not just for teenagers, for everybody, but it's designed it for teenagers. That is, when you have a thought that wants to sit or overwhelm you, or wants to fester or stay, launch the app and say, is this truth or is it trash? And you have to do it with an attitude. So, if the thought is saying, nobody likes you, you amount to nothing. Is that truth or trash? Trash. So, they tell them to press trash. They will press trash to make noise, you know, so they trash the thought. The thought comes and says, you can't pass that exam. You are not good enough. Truth or trash? Trash. You trash it. And as they are trashing it, because, you know, they're getting rid of the thought. You have the thought that says, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, truth or trash. Truth, you reinforce that thought. So, we need to do truth or trash. (laughs) And, And sift through the thoughts. Trash. Hold captive the negative. And the second thing we have to do is after we've captured the negative thoughts, destructive thoughts, we need to fix our thoughts on spiritual things. You see, in Philippians 4, 8-9, Paul was in prison when he wrote Philippians 4, 8-9. He says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right, and pure, and lovely. Now, the question is, the thoughts you are thinking about that your friend, that your cousin, that your colleague, put it through this test. Is it true? Is it honorable? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? Think about things that are excellent. Is it excellent? Is it worthy of praise? Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me. So we see, that we need to fix our thoughts on spiritual things. Psalm 77 verse 11 says, But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty act." That is how because you have to you cannot just stay neutral and get rid of negative thoughts. You have to move in the direction of the positive thoughts. You have to fix your mind on the things of God. You have to say to yourself, What has God done for me? Because every day (laughs) there are negative thoughts to be found. And they are positive thoughts to be found. Every day there are negative thoughts that will come and there are positive thoughts that will come. But the truth is this. You are going to find what you are looking for. You will find what you are looking for. If you feel your heart and you allow negativity you will eventually find it if you fill your heart with positivity you will eventually find it you eventually find it take a classic example of, of the lion the lion obviously there are two animals in the bird kingdom is the eagle that fascinates me i mean fascinates a lot of people i'm sure and in the animal kingdom the ones that are terrestrial is, is the lion they say the lion is the king of the jungle. <laughs> you know, but if you examine the lion, the lion is not the fastest animal. It's not the fastest. The fastest is what? The lion is not the nimblest. The nimblest that can do acrobatics is, is which one? Monkey, at least so far that we know. <laughs> it's not the biggest. The biggest appear to be the likes of the elephant. The lion is not the strongest animal. It's not the strongest. A rhino is way stronger than a lion. But the lion, we have the rhino for lunch. If you look at all the attributes, it can't fly, it can't swim. Alligators can drown a lion and eat it. A lion can't they can't fly, they can't swim. There's nothing that is from their physical makeup. That there's no animal that is better than them, than lions. But the lion is still the king of the jungle. Why? Why? Why is the lion still the king of the jungle? Why? Why is the lion still the king of the jungle? Why is that the lion's destiny? Because of the lion's thoughts, the lion's attitude. The lion has this attitude when it gets up and roars. Everybody panics. Everybody panics. It is the lion. The lion actually thinks he's the king. Have you seen them walk? They look left, right, that who is in this place? <laughs> the lion's attitude, which is rooted in his thoughts, makes the lion the king of the jungle. Not the strength, not the speed, not his agility, not his size. As a man thinks, So is he. So I want to leave you with this. Because the truth of the matter is this. You are just one thought many times away from turning your life around. In the areas, different areas of your life. You are just one thought away. So you need to seek God. Find that one thought. Today. When you get home, when you are eating lunch, have the conversation with your spouse. What is that one thought that I need to zoom in on? For my business, what is that one thought? New creation reality. Was it for me for a long time? If a man is in Christ, is a new creature, all things are passed away. All things have become new. What is that small thing that will make a big difference? Why? Because it is the small things that no one pays attention to that result in the big things that everybody wants. Hallelujah. It is the small things. You know, they say, if you want to be free from the shackles of the enemy, from village control, manipulation and remote control, if you want to be free from the Of sin and hell, accept Jesus, believe, give your life to Him. It looks like a small thing, but it makes an eternal difference. So, what is the small thing that you need to work on? Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. If you're here, like Pastor, I want you to pray with me. I want to accept Jesus. I want to take these small steps, so to speak, quote unquote, in God's direction. I want to give my life to God so that the big things can break out in my life. Oh, I used to be with God. I've taken my steps away, but I want to take steps towards Him. If you are there, I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. You don't need to come forward. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Put up your hand over your head quickly. I will pray together. If you are up your your hand, put up your hand. Well, well. Over your head. Shoot it up. Shoot it up. God bless you. Not on your head. Over. God bless you. Another hand there. Keep it up. God bless you. Another hand there. That is me. I want to take this small step. God bless you. Another hand there. Keep it up. Keep it up. I want to make this small. Another hand at that side. I want to take this small step towards God. The word word of God says, God bless you. Another hand at that corner. Draw near unto God and he will draw near unto you. Your steps are tiny. When you take your small steps to God, God will take his big, giant step towards you. Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. Right there. God bless you. The rest of us, you're saved already. Just think about it. What is that one thought spiritually that I have to consume my life with right now? My business, what is that one thought that I have to consume my life with right now that would make the difference? What is that small thing that I need to do that will make the big difference? Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your... Sons and your daughters that are committing to you are recommitting to you today. We ask that you breathe upon them, oh God of heaven. We pray, my Father, for every one of us in this place. That small thing that we need to do to bring about the big change that you have for us, open our eyes to it and give us the grace to do it and do it consistently. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.